0: I remember saying to him, this is some trip Sean Murray, this is unbelievable. He says, well, it's not a trip, it's a tour, and I was
1: like, no, but you know what I mean? He says, no, I don't proud there again D&G,
0: Or are they again D&G yeah, it's LNG anyway Larian Galvin anyway,
1: that's the brand name anyway.
0: This season, the show is brought to you by Airgrid. They're the proud sponsors of the under 20 All-Ireland Football Championship. Not only is Airgrid delivering a cleaner energy future for Ireland, they are invested in development of our most promising GA players and the managers that help them to shine. And you're very welcome to the next episode of Coral et in association with AirGrid. I'm delighted to say that we have Wright McManaman of Tyrone with us this week. And who would have thought, we were just chatting off screen there, and who would have thought that the two of us would be sitting down? Because we went, we had a bumpy ride, myself and Ryan, for many a year, but we've come out the far side of it. And uh are you keeping, right? You're keeping well. You were telling me about your trip up, up the Shannon on the on the boat. Some fella gave you a boat even though you had no experience on a boat ever before. How
1: was that? Yeah, look, I, think, look, I think it's great to be here, Tomas. It's great to be here. And look, I'm, I think I'm lucky enough to be alive probably after after getting on the boat when, when a fella asked me, when he gave me a five-minute tour in the boat, and he says, away oh, you go, like, don't panic. But no, look, it was a, it was a great experience and probably with the fact that even there's been, there's been a lot of negatives with COVID. It's probably been a great, probably one thing for me, probably something that would have, I wouldn't have did at all if, if there hadn't been no COVID. But look, there was a, there was a great country down there in Carrick and Shannon from Shambo, Lock Key. you know, so it was, it was fantastic. Now, we would have panic on a lake maybe when I couldn't get the boat to start now in the middle of the lake about five o'clock. But I survived and made it. But no, hugely enjoyable and I'll probably try to do it again.
0: Only in Ireland that you could actually get a boat. And uh, you're like myself, like I'd have no experience whatsoever on a boat. So you literally never, ever drove a boat or handled a boat. And after five minutes, you were allowed up to Shannon by flying in an old big boat
1: yourself and the family. He, he came and he said to me, he says, right, he says, um, how many years experience do you have? And I said, well, I've never been on it. He goes, so put that as a zero. I says, 100%, yeah, zero. So he, he took me down and I said you, he says, we drove on down around Carrick and Shannon and he gave me a wee tour and then he uh, he let me drive her and I was driving and he says, oh, you can handle that really, really well. And he says, no, you, you're natural. And he says, just don't panic. And he was, I just said to him, right. And once he, I said, how am I going to mirror this? And he told me how. He was, no, just drive up and he gave me a wee show. And I said, what about reverse? And he says, nah, don't be reversing. It takes too long. He says, you're good to go, my man. <laughs> Give me a pat in the back. He says, I have another couple to get out here. And he left. So he, he, his last words he uttered to me was, don't panic. Don't panic. And he says, no matter how the situation is, don't panic. It's not that bad. And I, oh, it was, in fairness, now the first lock, you come up to different locks in the canal. and The first lock I came up to was, um, I was panicking now, because I didn't know how to get into it. And then eventually... Uh, Eventually, I got into it, and as soon as I got into it, there's a fellow, the block keeper was called Barry, he's from, he played for an intermediate club in Leitrim, so Barry was kind of my guide the whole, we got chatting about football, and then he had my mobile number, and so so Barry was more or less my guide for them, four or five days around, he'd phone me, and he says, where are you now? And I says, oh, I'm at such and such lock, he says, what time will you be there at? And I says, oh, I'll be there maybe at four o'clock, five. I'll be down there to see you. <laughs> he opened the locks for me. He, he looked after me. He gave me advice on where to go. So without Barry, I think I would have been lost, you know. So <laughs> it was good to have. I heard um, is it true that
0: you were you you have a bus license that you use to drive the young lads at your own club?
1: Did you get a special license to drive a bus? Someone told me about that, but no. No one would put me no one would put me in, into a bus. I know we took I do mind days when we talked on when we talked around their four teams, that we did have uh, we had an A and B team, and usually we would have the B team would play in the afternoon and the A team would play. I used to kind of think more when I think back of it. You are playing county football where did you at the time? So the A team would get lifted in the morning at nine o'clock and we'd go way up to Gortin or somewhere to play a game. We'd drive back. The bus would drop the A team off the first team and then the B team would get on and then would head off the other end of the county to play other football now but no I've never driven a bus license now but I don't know where that story came out of but someone mentioned that to me before and I says god I says no I'm not that keen on driving me.
0: I'd be telling fellas that I'd be doing interviews and they told me that you and the first thing that came into my head was Gaza when he jumped on that (laughs) bus over in England remember he stole a bus, and I said, "Jesus Christ, Rice! He got a bus. He drove a bus." I was actually laughing uh, because afterwards, um, when I was chatting to you out in, we had a rivalry. We'll talk about that rivalry on the football field, and I suppose yeah, you wouldn't call it hatred, but I suppose we didn't know each other, so there was nothing. There was nothing to kind of have a friendly vibe between us. But Drumore, your club, were invited down to a tournament. Yeah, and you came down and you were with Tyrone at the time and I remember speaking to you about it after but the match I remember it was a physical enough game and this is supposed to be a weekend where it's only a bit of crack and a bit of laughing and I think I think things got heated because Dara was playing I was playing Mark was playing and you were playing with Dramore and the girls were playing Drumore, and it was a feisty old affair back there
1: a, a, a wild place pricey isn't it? It was. In fairness we, we were down in the mind I think Tyrone were. Was... Throne were filling that weekend that we came down and I said, look, the uh, club says, hey, with you have a chance of going back down? And I and ask asking Hart, I said, look, could we go down and play a tournament? And he says, well, I said, look, there's a gap in the weekend. And Mickey, of course, being Mickey, kind of going like, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, there's a tournament, the club have entered. So, of course, Mickey says on the Tuesday night, says, look, that's a 100%, go down. And then he realised he must have done a bit of research on it. And he goes, are you taking this serious i said oh i were taking it he was going ahead then in fairness, that was mickey if he knew you were going to play a bit of football but no look we went down that first night and i i think i, I think i'll never forget uh we didn't the keeper got the bus driver got lost and potty got rest him he landed on the bus and it was pure darkness and i don't know he started taking us about the He'd tell the buskeeper where to go. Wherever we were going, we ended up across, we are going across a river or this wee stream. I don't know where it was. And there was a fella sitting beside me in the bus, kind of going, where are we going here? Or what's going on this here? And I looked up at the top of the bus and the boys were roaring, hey, pony come on. And he was smiling and laughing away. And he took us to Dunqueen. And he says, Next, next yeah. he says. Next stop, New York place. He says, "There's nothing I can do for you here," and he goes, and he says, back to my place." So I think we went back there. We threw off the bikes and we with a few beers, maybe to settle us into the to the lifestyle down there and like to prepare us for the football, you know. So no, look, it was a thoroughly enjoyable. I think that day we did play it. Um, we were well up for it, I know, because we had uh, we had to travel maybe the castle with the travel maybe the castle island to play Speedler somewhere. And then we had to travel back and we says, and um, we seen maybe an airheads then. It was kind of that throne carry thing. We says, I can give talk, they got playing at the playing at their own pitch and made us travel. He says, Right, we'll 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 get stuck into these boys. And and I do do remember your Dara, I said, one of our players clipped maybe Dara and he made a go. And I said to Dara, Hey, what are you at? What are you at? And he goes, well, he punched me first. And I said, "Oh well." I said, "You're on your own there." I just, at the fellow Shane, you may, you may front up there, take Dara. I think Dara, he kind of respected that I wasn't going to get involved. But well, I was never going to get involved with Dara anyway. And I said, "I let the other fella run on with it." But at that stage, there was fights. There was, there were read scuffles going on on around the pitch. But no, look, I think we said, look, if we're going to go down to the tournament, we're going to respect it. And we said we're going to play as hard as possible, even though. Um, even though then after we partied hard, you know, most of that. But no, we, we thought we were going to respect it, you know. You won it, didn't you? Oh, we won it, yeah. It was, I think we bit yeah. the, the downs in the face.
0: I was asking, Um, I met you a couple of years after and I asked you, Um, because I don't think you were drinking on the way back up. And geez, I tried to explain to everybody where we are in terms of, it's like anywhere. You go to West Mayo, you go to West Donegal, it's a long way from anywhere. But to travel from West Kerry up to Tyrone on a bus, where lads were celebrating and drinking, and you weren't—it was an awful journey back up. I'd say, was it? it was.
1: I'll tell you, it was one of the worst journeys of my life. Hey, it was one of the worst journeys, and I just knew it. And the boys were all were everyone was going party because this is right. They're going to going to celebrate and up, and and of course you'd have been out the night before, and the stomach wasn't good. And then there's one of my cousins. He's in—he's in New York now. <laughs> He was, uh, he was sitting, sipping a bottle of beer beside me. And I had to say, I had to, say to the, the bus, My stomach would never be as great after if, if you're out. And I going on the bus and the heat in the bus. And I just had to say, Come here, stop, pull over here. <laughs> oh, and I ratched and I looked around and all the boys were banging the one day, banging the one day. And I got back onto the bus and all I got was, You're a complete disgrace. Look at the shape of for a county. <laughs> <with you." laughs> I was going, ah, oh, boys. I had to sit the whole way up. Oh, it, was, it was horrendous. We we didn't get up to maybe twelve o'clock that night. It was it was maybe Jesus. it took us. It was horrendous. It took us ten or twelve hours because then stopped off in Dublin. Then and the boys stopped off in Dublin for a, for a feed that we didn't eat, and then we headed on up the road. Then, of course, when when the boys stayed for and the feed for they didn't eat, they wanted to stay on. Then maybe just to, for for the food to digest. A while then, so they thought it would take a few pints that help. <laughs> it was it was one of them things, and I said, "What? So what could you do?" we were happy we won it, and I think we were. Doing, in fairness, we were happy. Some of them days, even even though I was hungover going up in the bus, it was actually really good crack. It's one of them days you always kind of remember back, you know. And even if you're meeting a couple of the boys and that's not playing or out of the town now or out of the parish, and they come back in, it's one of the first things that even mentions. He goes, oh, "Do you mind the weekend we had in parties?" And you'd always say the Polish term, and it always brings <laughs> up it always brings up great memories, you know.
0: You had great years with the
1: club, right? You, you won a few counties, didn't you? We we won a few and we lost a few, and probably um, <clears throat> that team, probably that was coming um, that we went down. We were probably felt I was maybe, maybe 25, 26, but we had a great bunch of young fellas coming through, and probably we felt we were on the cusp of something, you know, and. 'cause uh we won our first ever senior title the year before, two thousand and three was the league. And then we'd got to the championship final and thrown that year and but we'd won a league. And for us we in the league, which was it was great for the first time ever for the club. And then but we'd always been knowing that Hankering thrown that air club was cursed, that there was a curse, that we'd been in maybe champs championship nine Champions of finals maybe and we always uh there was a it's kinda of like the Mayo curse, but there was a curse in air club and we eventually won the first one in 07, beating the final in 08, won at 09, uh, won at 11, beating 12, and probably ourselves, we've, we've lost maybe games the past decade, maybe goals in the last minute. And we probably felt we're disappointed probably with the squad that we had, but that we should have won more. But no, look, it's, it's great winning. At the same time for me, probably when I look back, I was winning with the county and I was winning with the club. And it's always a great, for me, it's always great coming back and I never found it any difficulty coming back, and because your club was always challenging for something, you know. And even they asked you, did you miss county football when you came back? And for me, it it wasn't because when I came back, it was like coming back into a county setup because the boys were always pushing, going on. and It was great. And for me, like you were just jumping from Tyrone, maybe you won the All Ireland. Club would give you your week or two off to celebrate, and then you were back in playing club, and you were back in that. Pushing for championship and pushing for that. For me, it was great. And probably when I look back, when you're a player, you don't realise maybe how good you had it. Maybe sometimes.
0: I know. Yeah, it's always when you look back at these things, the club football in Tyrone. And I, uh, during the lockdown, they showed it last year on television, and the club football was outstanding above there. It would have a reputation as being tough and hard. How how would you
1: describe the club football in in Tyrone? To me, it's very it's it's competitive. And, like, and I even I'll be saying this maybe to the front, Air leagues dictate the championship. And like, so if you're not playing, we've played star games and like this year probably with COVID and they had no relegation last year. And a lot of the clubs, we've had to play nine games without your county players. So that means there's no nine games. So there's a clubs like, the clubs there, the smaller clubs that would have a three, four county players. It's, it's affecting them, but they're affected. But, I, I've been at a couple of the games and like, it's just, it makes you get better. And there's a, there's a great competition in Toronto and it's just football. I know our near neighbors is Monty Dalmi's club and uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be, it, it, w- it wouldn't be the greatest. It's, it's more of a mutual, just, we don't like each other, but like we resp- we, them, we, 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 we respect each other, but like, we're always, <laughs> like we're always trying to do something more than us, like be competitive on the field. We're trying to be more competitive on the field and it, it seeps in around through the county, you know, and it's even at club level, even coming down to ladies' football, um, it's very, very competitive and it's hard football and it's good. And like it was, even all our club championships of last year was, was immense. You know, clubs went for it and you looked at Dungannon won it last year and they hadn't won it in 50-odd years, but no county players Chatting to some of them, and they'd say, No, we knew we were going to win it. And it's the same every team knows in Throne look, if we can put in a shift here, we can win it. But no, look, it's if it makes Throne and Throne. And I don't know what maybe down south they don't like leagues is kind of wishy washy. And this here in Throne's, yeah. the leagues is competitive. Like, I, I know I missed the, the more thrilling game one day, and I was over in Portugal, I was before 2019, 2018. Like, there was over. We played it late, like there was over a thousand at it, like thousand, two thousand at it, and that was just people on a Sunday night were going, and that's like, and that's the more played for like this time, and it was it was just after the restrictions lifted, and there was people, a lot of people from Fermanagh would come and watch the club football. um, I know if you go up to when the club championships on before the restrictions, you had people from Derry, you people from Armagh, you people from Donegal, Ray and McHugh and Mark McHugh always. They go to a lot of the throne club club football. I don't, I'd, always, I'd always run into them there, you know, and Martin and usually usually they're tagging along with Rory Yeller, so they'll always go, but there's a massive interest in it. And look, to me, the clubs do, but, do massive work, and it. Like it's fantastic. The like it's it's
0: strange to say, like, sometimes, you know, and look, uh, Tyrone Intercounty would sometimes for the last whatever amount of years be described as kind of play a more cautious game or a defensive game or whatever way you want to describe it. But then, and then people automatically think it's the same with the club football inside in Tyrone's that they have to be playing it. And it's not. And you like, you'd be glad to see on television then hang on a second. Jesus Christ, they're playing better fucking football than, than any club football that you'd watch. And there be, it was during that lockdown that, that we saw a club action above in, in Tyrone. You're saying, Whoa, that's unreal. And then do you have do you find that people would say, Christ almighty, why don't they fucking play the county why doesn't the county play like that? Yeah,
1: look, you've different but I think that's that's the different I think that's the beauty of the football. Like you're gonna have like I know I know Drummer have been in at the club matches. You could have one team will just play wide open football and then you'll have another team will play just they'll play the fifteen man men behind the ball. But whatever it was about the football last year and thrown it it was a man's like It was Teams just teams just went for it and teams played and you're always gonna get that. Clubs is, clubs as uh, people are gonna say, well, why don't Tyrone play that? Or it's, again it comes down to management and styles w- what they want it. But um, look, Tyrone do like it's a competitive league and that it's, it, it filters on down to intermediate and filters all down to the junior football. But no, look, I think there's a huge passion for it. There's a huge I know I know in our own club there's a huge passion for it, huge passion around this here. But it, no, look, like it's great to see, and look and you you probably see the benefits of maybe this year coming in that thrown are trying maybe to be a wee bit more progressive. But the players are hopefully bought into what Brain and Fergal's doing. But no, look, we're we're blessed in throwing that we we do we do have a real real good competitive competitive league and structures, you know.
0: I um I had Frankie Dolan on last week and. Um... Frankie was one of the the great forwards, and I, I didn't re really, I wanted to ask him, but I didn't. The chat was going on. We were talking about other stuff. We were talking about all sorts of stuff other than football. Actually, it was funny enough. But I I wanted to kind of ask, and it's been bounced around the place lately in the newspapers. And you're an inter-county manager. You you're close to the club scene as well. Do you think the game has become too sanitized? Like, for example, you're a uh, a defender inside right now, and we both played defenders back in our day, right? If you go for a ball or if you go for a man to challenge a man, you could get a yellow card, you could get a black card, you could get a red card, okay? So challenging the man. If you stand off the man because of the fear of actually challenging a man, they get a free kick for catching the ball. Do you think that the game with the rules they have brought in has become too What's the word? Sanitised altogether that they're actually that maybe this free flowing football that we're seeing, Ryan, that this this score high scoring has something to do with the fact that maybe defenders are freaking minding themselves in terms of actually challenging or putting a, a, a belt in where they should like.
1: At, I think probably look at, at it's a fact of a there's a fact of a lot of factors coming into it, and I think probably the the rules have been brought in. the rules brought to stop. Stopped this defensive football. They were looking. They thought it was too too defensive, and not right. sorry. But I think before the rules had been brought in, there was a there was a change. You could see probably the mindset yeah. saying there was this change. Um, to me as a defender now looking at it and coaching difference, coaching maybe with Fermanagh and coaching maybe even with the ladies' team up here, and everything's now stacked in the forwards' favor and. We always felt that, I always felt personally that maybe HQ were trying to push it away that they wanted a high scoring game all the time because it puts bum, could put bums on seat and makes it attractive to watch. And yes, look, the referees, they're more, to me, I think the tackling element and the intensity maybe has gone out of the game because all of the factors, you're more or less, it comes from the forward play now because forwards are told and every team's told don't take the ball into the tackle. If you see anybody come, you just move the ball. So forwards aren't really, they'll not take on a 1v1 now, not unless they think it's genuine or not unless you have a player maybe like Tommy Conroy from Mayo, he just goes, he goes straight at it all the time. Defenders now, a lot of the time are told shadow as much as possible because he says, everything's everything's in the forward's favour. And so shadow as much as possible, be as close and just hope he messes up, and it's very hard in defending, But you can see it in games. Maybe there, there, there is games that when there is a tackle coming in, I know there was a there was a tackle done on Sunday, and I don't know. I can't mean one of the it was a Damien Comer. He got a yellow card for it, and it was at the best, <laughs> at the best. It was just about a free kick, and I do think it's probably coming from. Higher up, that they just want to see as much up and down. They want to see as much. And for defenders, it is it, to me. It, it is hard being a defender because sometimes I do think the referees they're under that much pressure themselves. Scrutiny. They're saying, right, if I want to, if I want to get a right game here, the next week I have to start ticking these boxes. And these boxes is no tackling, no this here, and maybe given the. The benefit to the forward but I do think it has become sanitized and I do think just that the element safety is of course is important but I do think the, the art of the fence probably it's probably day it's slowly day makes like, so. them. Jesus Christ the two of us to be we'd be in serious trouble. I do, I, look i don't think i I'd be, I'd be playing too much to tell you the truth and that would be that would that that would be that would be that would be the be-all and end all of it like you know it's i think even the 1v1 tackling and you're you're going there again it comes to the referee it, it, a lot of it comes to the referee yeah. and it depends on sort of the because the, the thing about the rules it's how you interpret them and it's your opinion on the rules so so my opinion and your opinion could be completely different on the rules could be completely different to a forward. A forward, he could be saying, oh, these rules is great. Like, <laughs> these are fantastic. But I do think it's, it's become a bit sanitised, but you know, hopefully maybe it, it recalibrates itself. I think what,
0: what, like, we were watching the match last day and I think it's gone so far now the wrong way that there was a challenge made and it was a fair challenge. I think it was Silk that came in with a hard shoulder and straight away, because we're so used to these fouls being given... I didn't see it as a foul at all at all. He went for a fair shoulder, caught him fair shoulder, the actual replay showed that. But the reaction straight away from supporters, from players is hey, 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 that was a that was a foul. Uh, but yeah, look, referees have a tough job, I'd hate I'd hate to have it. Um what was I going to say? Ryan, I you did you play minors and 20s for Tyrone? No, I never played. Never
1: played at all. So. Did you, and when what year did you come into the senior setup? Um, it would have been ninety nine. It would have been off. It had been. Um, I came in. They had a development setup, and they had a, what they did art. I think from what I mean is, they had trails for boys from the development setup. They had the squad. And I mean myself and Colleen McCullough, the two of us, because uh, we had to go up the road to Dunmore. Memories with thirty, thirty, but 30, thirty miles from my house, and so I'll never forget it. Saturday mornings. At about, for nine o'clock, and we were driving up the road, and we were kind of going, are we mad doing this? And so we had to do that there for, for about eight weeks. And then the panel got cut and cut, and then we were asked into the development squad, and then you stayed on, trained, and then I was asked into the squad, maybe 2000, then, you know, just you stayed on, like, so. And then it was just, it didn't take off from there. It took maybe about a year or so to get yourself settled down and into the squad and one. Knowing what you what you had to do, like probably if you put my hand in the heart, I would say as I was a bit of a character when I, was, when I when I was a young cub. Um, only for Art and Eugene, my <laughs> my county career wouldn't wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have um, <laughs> wouldn't have started now because uh, it took it took me that year maybe to realise what it, what you had to do to be a county player. And in fairness, Art and Eugene would have always. Art was a bit of a character, was he? As Art told me maybe one day, we had training maybe in St. Patrick's, St. Patrick, the day after St. Patrick's day. And of course, maybe being a young young man kind of thinking good intentions. And of course, we says, look, we'll be smart about it. Me and a couple of fellas from Dremore. And I says, he was going to under 21 training. The next, he was going to under 21, throwing the 21 training. I'll never forget it. He says, we'll go up to Belfast a day earlier. And he says, we'll not be, we'll not be tempted, you know, and he says, we'll come home on St. Patrick's day. So he had a house in Belfast and, of course, two men flying, enjoyed herself, the so 16th, 17th, he says, look, we'll go down, we'll get a fry and we'll be really good, hey? Jeez, everyone seemed to be having a wild good time, you know? And he turned around to me he goes, he came with the whole famous one that has been the downfall of every, of every man, hey? And he says, we'll just stay in here for one. Racing, right, and I says. <laughs> what? I says, so what's one going to hurt? So. Next thing poor next thing poor Ryan realizes is then he says <laughs> he's watching the end of the All Ireland Club final celebrating Hank Cross McLean were winning and I was kinda of going myself, How did this happen? <laughs> the next thing I realize, <laughs> I'm coming with the head down, coming to training. Like, Sorry, man, going in the training. And in fairness, Big Art, we trained about him. And I must have put on a tackle or whatever, and Big Art looked at me and he called me over. I'd to him and I was trying to stay back. And fairness to Art, he says right, um, he says, you know, he didn't give me a box and he said, look, county football's very hard and you have to, you have to go in and he says, what I want you to do is, is go up and collect them water bottles up there for me first. So I went up and ran around and collected them, came back, he says, no, just keep on running. So, when the football was going on, when the football was going on throwing the football, I was doing laps around a few, and I'll, I'll never forget it. He made me do the laps and laps and the boys were doing the warm run and the laps were still going on and he turned around and he says, well, how do you feel? I said, tired. He says, never come in that shape again. And I says, no, no problem, no problem. And it was a learning, but in fairness, with them, probably I was, it was, a, it was my first time ever dealing with the counties coming up. I was I was maybe 20, 21, you know, so it was, a, it was an experience. It, it stayed with me, you know. Where, well, how were Tyrone going that time at
0: senior level? This was pre- Two thousand three. What t- what year did Mickey come in 2000, as manager? He
1: came in zero three. Zero three. We, I tell you, Throne like a beat ninety five. They got beat in the final 95, 96, and then they were in a bit of a dip. Just maybe it was a hangover ninety seven, and I, we hadn't won a we hadn't won an Ulster Championship game yeah, maybe in five years until two thousand and one. We beat Armagh in the first round, and we, we weren't going that well. And in fairness, there was a remnants of the 95-96 teams there's Peter, Chris Law, there's Fuehler uh, Paul Devlin <coughs> there's players in there and some of them were coming near the end and the staged in, we had all that young minor team, Brian McGuigan Stevie O'Neill, and on God rest them. hub cues, we had a real good batch coming in then and then from about 2001 then it started to tick, kick off, we, we won Ulster and then we won the Na- Thrones First National League in 02 you know so Throne were kind of at a low ebb on probably when I first came into the panel and it, it just there was a hangover there was a big there was a massive hangover in Throne maybe from the 96 semi-final and it took a couple of years for yeah. the Throne psyche to 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 get over that and look it still as I said like people people raved about this Throne team and that's not but a lot of the Throne team and it took a lot of sometimes it takes the players themselves and you can turn around and you can blame managers and say this here Throne, um, people forget we got beat by Sligo at old 2 in Croke Park. And probably for me as a player and going out there and even, yes, Mickey came in. For a lot of the players, I do think that was a defining point. And a lot of people do forget about it because I mean walking off, I mean going up the road on the, on the bus and you had thrown supporters giving you the piles of abuse and giving you giving you the not nice hand signals. And then you were kind of, you were run down, you was who's really to blame for this here? And you can blame, you kind of say to yourself, well, these boys will give us everything here. Like, and then. but you kind of, sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, well, look, am I doing enough? And probably at that stage is kind of, I think we all kind of realized we weren't doing enough. And when Mickey came in, Mickey demanded, he goes, oh I. but you need to be doing more than, more than enough. And he goes, and he expected us to do more than enough. So once he kind of got on that psyche, he kind of going, right. Like as I said, people talk to me about tactics and going this here mickey was one of the best men he would just say right buying he would give you a framework and say nice but play the game as you've seen it and for us that was i know it was it was liberating us you know this yes, you had tactics you watched us here you could rattle with shea but hey look play it as you see it and if you if you thought something was on the field wasn't going right mickey was more than happy for you to go and say mickey such and such there and he goes right he says should move for us for a lot of that. he gave us confidence to do that but a lot of the time was it was player driven player led and it's 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 looking into that kind of going like yes you need the managers, you need to do that there but sometimes I do think probably people do get caught up in the whole thing kind of going well he has to tell me to stand there yes but you have to you have to play football and I think Throne are always waiting for it to happen without actually doing it themselves and I think that was the major point maybe and people do forget that like like it was only a year before Sligo beat us, and it's it's not a magic switch. It's, it's the players' mindset, you know. And I think. See, Mickey helped that change, but I think the players themselves they they caught it. Well, we all caught ourselves, only. I remember,
0: um, I remember as a young fella, <coughs> Paddy was in charge of, of Kerry, and he was in charge of Munster, and he was in charge of the railway cup teams. And I went over to Clarney one day, and it was one of the best duels I've ever seen. Uh, it was very like uh, James O'Donoghue and Keith Higgins above in Killarney or above in Limerick in the Old Island semi-final, where both of them could actually genuinely put up their hand for Man of the Match. I saw Moynihan and Peter Canavan going head-to-head over in Killarney. It was the best freaking duel I've seen in in a long, long time. What was Canavan like in terms of... Canavan would have been there, obviously, pre-Mickey Hart. Did like, the Canavan and all that boy straight into into Mickey Hart, were they, did they get an energy from the younger <coughs> lads that were coming through on Mickey Hart, they, they obviously bought into it.
1: They are, look, as I said, uh, Peter was always, like, he, as a captain for me, like, and you'd always watch different men going to camp, but the, the thing about Peter was, was was his actions, you know, and not the fact that you watched Peter, like, you watched him do the hard runs, he did the hard runs, he did, there was none of this kind of going, well, look, I'm Peter Caravan every time he was doing the harder runs with you, he was going that. He never asked no breakout. And he always bought in, like in fairness. And the thing about Peter when he did, like he was always down the back of the bus playing cards with us. Most of the fact <laughs> most of the fact that he knew, because always, he always won all the time and he always took the bloody money off us. And so he, he was happy, you know. And plus too, he knew that and he, he knew all us, the younger players, we all looked up to him. And he says, like, and we were all like, I didn't mind losing thirty quid to Peter because I'm losing it to Peter Canavan and then next thing he would tell you he, give it to him. Uh, he was just kinda <laughs> going, on oh, this here, but he bought in, look, and, like and it felt like the lads respected him, Chris Lawn who'd been there, and they totally bought in and like and, as I said, like just their, like Peter would never roar like yes, he would have spoken the change room before, but there was never no big mental speeches. Yes, he would have been G man men up, but it where Peter Canavan won probably everything that we follow from from my side. Peter Canavan, as I said, as the captain, was on the training field, just watching them train, and I was just going that. And people say to you, like, "You're you're a good defender," or people say, "How do you become a good defender?" If you're marking Peter Canavan, if you're marking Stevie O'Neill, you can And even Peter would, if you were marking him, he would always give you tips for look. This is what I like as a forward. So just be thinking about it. And then you had Chris Lawn in your year kind of going, well, look, you kind of d- dived in too deep there. Don't do that. Just stand. And he said, and he would give you tips. And they would always keep, if they thought maybe some of the younger boys were maybe getting ahead of themselves, he'd give you a wee jag. At, you never want to get a jag from cricket with Trinan. He'd give you a wee jag. You kind of go, oh, right, right, head down again, work very simple it was, it was, to, me it was, to me it was great and to me it opened my eyes just maybe on leadership and always going like people think the captain has to be the man roaring and kind of go oh, at the change rooms and
0: yeah
1: i just watched them boys do it at, at training and it was it was great you know it was, it was absolutely great watching them you know
0: i am um, i i always said it that the that tyrone forward line were the best forward line that i ever came across Jeez, you had McGuigan, and you had Doher, and you had Muggsy, and you had Canavan, and you had O'Neill, And I was saying, Jesus Christ. Like During that time, I'd say your backs and forwards or your trial games, A a backs and A forwards was freaking hell for leather. Did you have challenge games, or did you, was it the, the dubs are always saying at the moment that in-house games were savage We've, I'd say your matches, because you had a tough defence as well, yourself and Jordan. Um, you had a severe hard defence as well. Were they tough matches?
1: Who used to pick up? Come here, I'll tell you. It, it, it used to be, the teams to be mixed in among each other. Sometimes they'd play A's against B's, sometimes you go and then, But the problem was then, I mean, Mark Hart give me the absolute roasting of a lifetime. Because then you had a pile of boys wanting to get into the squad. And then you're kind of going, right, this year, Or sometimes then, Ryan Mann would come on you and you're kind of going, Jesus, no. And Ryan would just be, he was bang on and He says, I'm going to be starting this team. And Ryan was a great, Ryan was an absolutely great fella, and a great, great footballer. But Ryan's mentality was, I'm starting here. You're not going to make, he goes, yeah, I'm starting here. And next thing, you're kind of going, ah. And I came up, me, me and Ryan always clashed at club level. And I was coming this year. <laughs> and we'd clash in the game, but he was coming up that intensity, and you were kind of going, I'm going to have to watch this man here, you know, I'm going to have to watch this man here, and he goes, you had to go, like, then house games were great, but the training was always, like, the training was always at a good, high, intense level, like, of course, you're always going to have a, you're always going to have an odd fallout, and it was always, um, it was always, it was always good, you know, but, like, it was always forgotten about, and maybe sometimes then, like, it it would brought up maybe, and there'd be a bit of laughing and joking about it, maybe after, after a championship win, or a championship defeat, you know, but, the one thing about it was like just the football was done at a high level. If there was a big hit, that's what we, we prided ourselves maybe on just being real good tacklers and just being aggressive, aggressive tacklers. So I think that's what I find. And, and I do kind of, when we were playing maybe small 3v3s, 4v4s for splitting the defensive forwards, it got really aggressive. It got really. We always wanted to beat the forwards. And we always want that to. Jesus, I could. There was one game, it went on for about 20 minutes. And it was. Uh, forwards against the attack and i don't know what happened the session but because uh, i think it was potty or fergal i can't mean what this is all right we'll move on here because he no 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 no. it's not over yet it's not over. jesus we're killed we were wrecked there were men just biting each other so and then off we went sprinting to the next one but you could see it, you probably in his heart was loving this that boys were actually looking to take lumps out of each other all the time and get on with it after, you know, that sort of way. So there's always a bit of slagging of the forwards one, always a bit of slagging of the defenders one. But look, it's funny, like it's, we were probably only as good like yourselves, Armagh at that stage. So as I said, like, as competition's always good, like you always have to go. and Because I was watching 05 final again and just going back at it. And I didn't realise how many long balls these boys put in in the first half. Yeah. It was crazy. I just kind of go to myself, if they were doing this today, pe- there'd be people in the stands having a meltdown. I couldn't believe. Every, and I and I forgot clean about it. I said to myself, Jesus, I said, there was balls coming in one time to the Gooch and I was kind of going, we were breaking it out and then I had to come back out, out to them. He's sort in it again. Now, it probably was a tactic. I think he's got the first goal off it. There was ball, but I just couldn't believe the amount of long balls. It, it took me by surprise and maybe, as I said, maybe the brain maybe only looks back at the fancy bits of it, you know, but it was a, to me, it was it was crazy, but you going back, like you said, a fantastic forward line. Uh, you said a fantastic defense. Um Like the players just had, like you would Cooper, you'd, you would you club, you up. See Daryl Canada, like and his but his movement was up. Like anytime we'd always knew like, we knew we couldn't give him space because he'd always he always seemed to see that pass, and it was a uh, toss like. Like, Throne respected Kerry. But, like, as we said, like, we didn't... We respected them to a certain point, but then we said, look, we want to beat you. And with our ma, look, we looked at our and Stephen McDonald, Rome Clark, Ashley McConville, the two McAtees. You're always going to have to be good. Like, we knew any slip. You were going to come in. Our ma was going to come in. And we said, no, we can't allow that, you know, and we have to keep on going. But, no, it kept turning competitive. And, look, we had a good time. Maybe we should have won more. Maybe we should... It was it was hard, but oh, that that's just the way life goes. You can't really cry about your your losses all the time.
0: I was um geez, I agree with you on um Ryan Mellon. Ryan Mellon fucking skinned me for about twenty minutes in an Northern Ireland final, he got two or three scores off me and I, I he wasn't on the radar. You know, they, Tyrone, like you said there, you wouldn't you wouldn't be expecting other fellas to be as competitive, so you might be kind of focusing on Danger players or whatever, he fucking skin me. Um, the other thing you were saying there about about the kicking the long ball. I watched an Armagh game that we lost in two thousand and two, and if you compare the football, the quick football now, the Dublin play and, and Tyrone are capable of playing it. Donegal are capable. The quick, fast Mayo football. And you were looking at the ball. We were firing in, and it was just and and we knew no different. Right, see, no. that was a kind of like you were more measured than we were, but we coughed up. I watched a game lately and I turned it off after 20 minutes. I said, Jesus Christ, we lost this game by a point and look what we were doing all the time. I was going to ask you about <clears throat> the, the Kerry thing because Galway were around, Armagh were around, and you had an unbelievable rivalry. I used to love watching the, the like, if you talk about referees you now. The matches ye had with Armagh, which were totally fair, hard matches, half of you would probably be sent off right now if they were implementing the rules. But in those years, the Naughties, ye won a few All-Irelands, we won a few All-Irelands, but we could never ever get over ye. And the one thing that used to bother me—it wasn't bother me—but I'd always say, no matter how ye were going in the championship. I used to always afterwards when you were had us beaten, say, Jesus Christ, what is it? They used to always. I used to feel that you used to always lift it an extra 10, 15 percent than what you had in championship, and you be coming out the gate, fucking hell, caught again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. It was probably, uh, I think, probably a lot of it stemmed even coming back to three, and a lot of a lot of it stemmed me personally that we were being written off maybe coming in 3 and we'd been written off, He would have been, been written off before maybe in the pundits that look, we, we can't win the big games where I think Joe brolley may have called us maybe an under-21 team. And I think that really grew, that really, it's very, really, it just we were kind of going, we're not, you know, and the boys were saying, look Kerry, and I think they were looking at the same thing, maybe Kerry going to get back at our ma, and we kind of said to ourselves, no, oh, it's time here now, like, what difference does is us as Kerry and use of the tradition of winning so much and we were kind of going, but that's air psyche was but that's irrelevant, that's in the past. It's not gonna it's not gonna help Kerry win. It's not gonna help carry win in Croke Park. And when we looked at the videos and we looked we did look at you and we looked at the watching that you did like to kick in a lot of ball, kick and we watched through the games. But the one thing that we did realize was that um, maybe it's uh, probably the start of he says. That just hadn't been tackled really too that people maybe stood off. We says, So what do we have to do let's tear into these boys and see where it takes us. Once we found maybe at the half time, maybe he says, you know, this is working here. We says, these boys just like time to play. <laughs> I said, let's keep on let's keep on baiting at them to see see what see what happens. You know, and it's just we were kinda of thought as and then <clears throat> probably then there was a bit after with with Pax and then even maybe Kerry one in the He's won the All-Ireland and I think maybe your chairman made a comment over football's back in the rightful place. And then all that sake, because in Throne kind of it's hard to get out. We've just a bit of a northern mentality. It's kind of a, us against the world, kind of. And we're kind of going, right. He goes, Kerry, we, we want to get them. And we, went, and we kind of knew it was going to be reciprocated because these boys would want to probably beat us again, just to yeah. To put us down, but we says no, nah, we we weren't having that. So we says every time we met Kerry, we always says we got. We says we've we've we just got to show these boys and look, it's a, it's a rivalry then. Look, and it's always good because it made use it probably made use a lot better, and it made us a lot better. And but no, no, we enjoyed baiting. He says like cousin like, Nick you can't because of course <laughs> you can, you can't you can't deny it. You can't deny because you Kerry are the like for everyone like for years Kerry, you know it yourself carry her up, use her the pinnacle and that uses the most all errands, of course you're going to take pride and of course you're going to come and you're just always we always liked the fact that we we're the new boys coming up on town, you know, and we were here to knock the old yard off, you know and we, took, we took a bit of pride in that, you know
0: <laughs> I remember
1: uh,
0: it happened in 2003 and geez, it was the end of party because um, party was left and Jack Connor came in then and we won in 2004 then, and then 2005 was the big one again. And we thought, geez, we know what's coming now, and we know what Tyrone are going to bring this time, they'll bring this savage intensity. And I think a lot of people focus on the intensity, but they freaking didn't focus on on how good footballers everywhere, all over the pitch that you were. But that's besides the point, anyway. When we lost the game, I don't know if do you remember – 2005 was the year we went to Australia with the Aussie rules and after the final obviously we weren't part of the training sessions because the two teams were involved in at at the final so after that about five or six days after freaking drowning our sorrows down in Killarney you get a phone call the last training session for Australia you have to be so I rang Gooch and I rang Brazier. I said are you going up to this I didn't want to go up at all at all. And I said, oh, Jesus Christ. I'll I, be honest, the reason I didn't want to go up, I didn't know you on, on any level at that stage. I didn't want to know you, But I was going up. And I said, we'll go, we'll go. So I went to the elevator and I met you. And I said, oh, Jesus Christ almighty. I didn't, of all the fellas, I said, I don't want to talk to this fella. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the, the elevator. And then when we got out, I must say that whole trip was, for me anyway, because of the the Tyrone fellas, the best crack I ever had out there. Uh, Hope Hughes wasn't on the trip, and uh, I think he should be added even as a water boy from now on on any trip that goes abroad. He was the greatest fun I had. I I know we took the football serious and we trained hard. I'm not saying that. I'm not laughing
1: it down, but Jesus, we enjoyed that trip, right? It was a great trip. It was. It was. And probably it was. Uh, as I said, like, like you talk back even to. 2004 potties tournament i think me and you kind of clashed on the field and I, I do mean there was words said there was words said to each other and we were just clashing and you knew kind of just the rivalry was there and even i think even that back in the we form went back to potties bar maybe and i know mark was there playing i'll never forget he was playing pool but he just waved over there was kind of going I'm not he says that Throne, you can't, you can knew you, you the thing, but no, like as we said, like the throne, the throne lads went down. We were of the same opinion. We go, Do we really want to go here? Like, and we said, We haven't trained, or are having the tier. And we says, Look, we'll, we'll go, we'll go. And that was one of the things the Kerry boys, and we says, What do you think they'll be knocked off of the lake, you know? And then, look, once we got to know, once we got to know you, then or, or know the boys, then we did a great, we we'd, we'd great crack, you know? And, and that, as probably look, it was. You probably didn't know us, and we didn't know you. And then no one kind of knew. And then I think maybe once, as you said, that that chat in the elevator kind of it cleared the whole thing. That we were look, we were going to train hard, but look, we were we were going to once you found out, we we enjoyed ourselves as well. <laughs> Everyone was kind of on the same page. That reward, look, as I said, I Hub was Hub was out in Australia. He he kind of geared the welcome party for us, you know. And, I says, "Hub's a great man. He's a <laughs> he's a character, as the man would say. He's a, about a, for for having the crack, but no look for Like and to me, I um, no even some of the boys. He was the first man. He was the first man. We were inside in a bar,
0: and the crack was ninety, and it was a great trick. To be honest with you, it showed how serious you were about being serious and calming down. A guy pulled him. Two bouncers pulled him, and they were." Ex- there were freaking eggs in him. He says, No, 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 hold on. I want to talk to you. I want to talk. So the straight face came on. He pulled out his passport. That is my passport. I need this to go home. I guarantee you that I will behave myself for the next two hours. You can have my passport. And if I don't behave myself, you can keep my passport. And that's me. <laughs> the crack was so good inside in the bar, he did not want to leave. Uh, I remember the first, was it the first match? <clears throat> you remember this, Chris yeah. Johnson and for Philly Jordan, Jeez, he got an awful bit. But I, 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 kudos to you. You were outside and you were standing in front of a, a, a big fella and he was looking down at you. And I was watching this. And you gave him a snap into the balls. You gave him a right snap into the balls. And he went down like a sack of spuds. He went down like a little girl. I got a weakness of laughing. Not because of the way he fell down, but because the whole Aussie team were now going to focus on you. So I, I said... How is he going to deal with this now? How is he going to actually... So I was going in at halftime and I was actually gave you a laugh. I said, well, what the fuck are you going to do if you're expecting help? No, I was saying it in jest like, But it was...
1: <laughs> no, a no half you, time. I, I... I do mind that. I do mind that. But I mean the way he was kind of roaring at me and he was kind of going... What are you gonna do, you Irish prick? And he says, "What are you going?" To, he do? he kept, he kept offering me on, and I kept going, "What are you gonna do?" And I says, "I'm just gonna do this." And he says, "What is it?" I, I As the only, he was about six seven. There was no way I was gonna get up to him, and I had him a box, and he was sit down. And I remember, I'll never forget when you were coming in, kind of going, and he goes, "They're all coming for you." And I said, ah, "I well, And I'll, I'll never forget Con, uh, Doctor Con from Cork he said come on turn around I mean he goes fair play to you Ricey fair play to you and he walked on <laughs> and I'll I, I, I'll never forget I think I I won a ball and I, I don't know if you mind it but I won a ball and I must have laid it off and two of the Australians did one kind of tuck me head high and the other one tucked me up and I could feel my back moving and I hit the ground and I said to myself I have to bounce up here really, really hard here because I says, these boys are going to think I'm down. So I bounced up and I wasn't right, you know. And the two Australians kind of knocked at me. And they says, fair enough. I walked over and we must have scored. And you came up to me and you he says, hey, that's your score. And I says, I don't care. I didn't say in that I says, I don't care. I'm way off into this. And I went and walked. I said, Thomas, I'm way off walking in this corner. I could turn around and see you laughing, kind of going... I said, I don't care, I don't care. I remember that. I I remember that because I said it to you after. I said, no. And he
0: said, I remember we were inside the bar and you came up and you said, uh, Jesus, when you came up and said that was your score, he said, the thing that was running through my head was, you fuck off, that's my
1: score. (laughs) I was just totally go. I said, I could feel back, you could feel everything moving. I says, and I said, and this man's on the, and we were getting hammered. And I said, this man's on me about one point. I said, no, I just, I just have to go to the corner. I said, and just reflect on what I'm going to do here. Like, Jesus. It was, I never felt it. I was, I was.
0: Oh, nice. it was but do, you, do you know the the crack and the banter? And as you said there with the club, with more, it's what carries you on. And people, it's not that. You going nuts or you're doing anything wrong, but it's a kind of a a bond that's created. And I always hear Muggsy talking about your Monday club with, with um with Tyrone and from from say during the, the, the period that we were playing, um, I wouldn't have seen anything like I would have just seen what was on the pitch and the way you played in the pitch and the hard edge and the fucking the toughness that was there. But you had great characters in that team. Yeah, must have had great, great fun off
1: the pitch. Like, you'd still be tight, Bryce, would yeah, you? Yeah, look, we'd, we'd see each other. Look, we have, a, we have a WhatsApp group in there, you know, and probably with Tyrone, it's kind of spread out. and then there's, there's a lot of ways different. But no, look, it's probably, again, I think there's always good banter. Now, you always had your characters. You had Horst Davin was a character, Hub, you know, you'd always go, with Brian McGuigan. Even Canavan himself. Canavan was probably the master of the pranks. I know there was a stage maybe in 05 where Hart had to call a halt he says look boys he says this is great this is fantastic that yous are really bonding you are really going well this is great yous all enjoy all the companies but these pranks have to stop it got to the stage Mugsy kind of drove <laughs> Mugsy drove the Kitman's van we're way up up and and it's kind of under the scoreboard, and sort of forty-five degree angle, but whatever right way he angled it, it was underneath the scoreboard, and it, it was a wild handling reversing it, out. and with car keys of the kit van was stolen, men's clothes were stolen, different stuff at them. Even Canavan, Canavan lost his shoes one day, and I think we had stolen on him, and but me and again we were driving back up to Belfast, but we had left it on the pillar. Cause we knew when, once he came out he'd have to look to the right and go out get out of the <laughs> car pick the shoes and um, we knew because usually Callum he was looking to get away early but we'd had his shoes and he was looking around the changing room couldn't find it so he had nothing on the to go home and more or less just then <laughs> we seen him we had to get out and he, we drove past him you know he was just watching watching he seen his like pure childish we waited till he got out and he Great, you see him shaking the head and he left it and we drove past <laughs> and he's like this here kind of going <laughs> and then first thing in the beginning he said to me he goes oh we're screwed he says he's going to get us back to-. He says all we've did is take shoes off him I says, and they were in trouble <laughs> but it was just it was, in fair there's always good banter and there's always boys going and in fairness we enjoyed each other's co- we enjoyed each other's company a lot you know and then even when we're out with the monday clubs um, I know Mickey maybe, I think he's kind of maybe eased away but but uh, as we always train Tuesday night, there was never no any man that was in the Monday club, train Tuesday night and the train really, really, like you always trained hard, you weren't, you weren't right, but look, you got yourself back and as a way then look, you could enjoy yourself and usually when that happened. Everyone then straight and narrow, bang another three or four weeks, you're back into the game. But no, it was, it was the banter was good. But again, when you're not bubbling, you know yourself, Tomas. Like you probably had a great crack as well. And at the time, you don't think about it. But to, when you start thinking about when you are meeting up, like if you do meet up and you do chat, the boys, I oh, hear, I should you mind the time? You mind the time we went there, or do you mean the time we were we trained in Greenway Agriculture yes. College one day. And there was a snack machine in it, like, you know, and it's, out, it's outside Anthrum. And <laughs> I'll never forget, because it was late night. No one, we're watching, I don't know what, were videos and we're, but we couldn't get into the town or all the time. The snack, like, nutrition out through the one, the snack machine was just... It was just it was near it was near assaulted like it was down it was gone it was empty by it was empty by the weekend like and we're in a training weekend and'll I'll never forget it because we decided look, we'd, we'd watch a we'd watch a film the next before we're watching rocky 3 and some of the boys have run the town to get uh the player we were named nameless but went in and got food or whatever and but of course one of the players big packet of crisps sat down beside Mickey and we were in the seats behind and he was eating away crisps and he was looking at Mickey. Mickey was looking at the crisps, looking at the player. He goes, well, offered the player offered Mickey crisps. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Mickey looked after the weekend gone, Mickey didn't say no. On Tuesday night, meeting first, nutritionist, <laughs> nutritionist and landed in the train." Spent 45 minutes talking about nutrition and going, what we should be going this year and going. We went out, we said to the player, Jesus, Mom, you're eating crisps in front of the heart. What's he going to think? I said, I was kind of wondering he didn't take crisps off me. I thought I was going to take crisps. I said, Jesus. No. So, but no, they're all, always asked for the crack, you know. It's kind of like when you're in did you play Sigerson, Ricey? No, never played Sigerson at all. Never did any. Never. Like, you were in
0: charge. McGinley's gone in charge of a team. dewar has gone in charge of an inter-county team. You're in charge of an inter-county team. Do you find the inter-county gig a tough gig? Is it a hard? It's 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 a. It doesn't matter what county you have. Like, do you find it hard or do you find it? What parts do you enjoy and
1: what parts don't you enjoy? Look, probably. Look, I know myself because well, look, I probably have to make it a decision really on really what I'm going to do with Fremont like you know and uh, look it's it's probably with COVID and it's become you can say probably have they been as enjoyable as they were in the first couple of years definitely not it's a tough to me it it is tough it's going from because everyone now everyone I think nowadays expects to win everyone expects no matter what level it is Fremont there's an expectation that we should win we should be challenging for ulster we should win ulster that's the that's the level and look you're trying to get to that level and it's tough probably the tougher thing is going as you've got picking squads picking teams um leaving men out, outside the 26 that can't play football you could have maybe 10 12 yeah. men that right that's massive um not everyone's going to be happy with you and with me probably with playing i've seen it probably all when i first came in no one really expected, kind of see no one no expected you to be there. When you get on the team, everything's rosy. When you're near the end of the career, you're coming on, whatever, you're making, making squads, you're kind of going, well, look, you have to bite down and do it. And it's hard, it's, it's very hard for the players. And every player, you know yourself, you always want it the best. And every player looks at their own career and says, look, yeah. are we going to, am I going to win? And it's a tough, it is a tough gig. And I like spoke to End and End is enjoying it, but again, he just he just found, and a lot of people don't realise probably um, the work that probably goes in to even smaller counties. Big, I know we played Throne and Friendly, and, and we we're not we, we played Throne and Friendly before the league started, and Throne were coming in like a like an army, backroom team or whatever, going this here, and here I was carrying the footballs, and for for one I was, I was laughing at Digger, I was kind of going, you you've got a good. Did everything set up and going, but that's just the different levels, and look, that's in every sport you're going to have high levels. But it's the it's probably the amount of work that goes in, probably behind the scenes, which is I do probably honestly think now at the minute, inter county manager, whatever level, it's becoming it's becoming full time job, and it's I know even chatting in the end about it. It's it's tough. It's a it's a tough gig. It's even worse when you're not winning because then everyone keeps on, and I do say it before, it's like being a politician, once you get the top job, someone wants it off you, then straight away, so there's always, there's always experts <laughs> somewhere, so look, I'm t- You're totally that, but look, it's, it's enjoyable in one way, when you're coaching, when you're going that day, and then you do get the pressures on you, because look, you are judged, you do have a lot of, do talk sometimes I'm not on social media, but if you go on to whatever, you do get a lot of abuse, if the team gets beat, uh, from different things, it's, it's Usually, look, it falls on the manager, and look, and that's look, that's the pressures you take on, and that's it. And, look, it's a bit, it's a bit about life, but look, it's experience. If it works out, it works out, but it, it's a tough gig, and even even managing any club, but probably with the county, probably it's it's magnified due to the fact that it's you're in the national view most timesly.
0: Do you think? Do you think, I'm not talking about Fermanagh here, but do you think that, that county fellas, with the amount of time that goes in and with the pressure that they are, and with the social media, and with the fact that you probably aren't possibly achieving with a county that is in the lower grade, do you think fellas are walking away? Do you think <laughs> fellas are saying, nah, I'm not
1: fucking giving that commitment at all? So, some fellas are. Um, you have to be real. A lot of them are, no, like, I know, um, we had, I know we had Sean Quigley walked away in like a, a f- the first year, but Sean was open about it to me. Like and Sean says, "Look, I'm just not feeling it this year." And he says, "I said a hundred percent." Shook hands, were up. We had three or four other boys that walked away. Said, "Look, do we want that?" There? Some boys walk away, and then other again, a lot of players they do. You find a lot of players do now enjoy, like say, putting in the time in the gym, putting in the time. It's just then Trying to get the results because you have 32 teams and everyone's doing, the, everyone's doing the same, everyone's striving, not everybody can win. Um, I think the shortened seasons it's helped because the player says, Right, look, this is a compact season, so we he this here. But on the plus side, and it's probably not been talked about, what I've noticed is it puts more pressure on players because if you have a shortened season, and I've uh, we've noticed this in Fermanagh, I've noticed I've chatting other county managers. Because it's a condensed season, the, the onus is the onus is more on the player now. That really he has to come in tip top shape in February. Like you know, you know when we played Tomas, we could maybe you made me in your best shape, but you built up and through it. At the minute, if they're going to split and put a new championship season, and really you're only going to have maybe if they're going from February to June, that's four months. As a manager, I don't really want to be spending all my time working on fitness. Yeah. So The player, after he quits the club, he, he can't go really, yes, he can go and enjoy himself, but he has to come back in better shape. He has to be coming ready to play now, and he has to be coming, right, I'm at the shape, and, and I've said that to some of the boys. And Spitz season, it's more sore because the county player will get his break at the start, Split season will start. As soon as the county season ends, the club will say, right, you're straight back in here. Lee. There's no... Met- like It's going to be sore on that. And plus, if you're playing county, and I do think it is, some players enjoy it. Other players just... They... They say, no, well, look, we're not going to win, so we're not... I, I think that's the same in any walk of life. So. The, can I bring... The, very quickly,
0: now we're nearly done. The Twenties and the Sigerson and I know it's very hard. Can you see or do you think that the GAA with the fact that they're going to like this is the issue with splitting the season with the clubs half the year and the intercounty half the year is the 20s like because I sometimes the 20s when they're not allowed I think if you're a 20 player and you're good enough to play senior that you should be allowed still to play with your 20 group because I think it's important that you do. I think it's important for your own development. But do you think that the GA should corner off and take it out of? Like the inter county managers will need their players, the Sigerson teams will need their players, the 20 managers will need their. Should they just corner off or is there no space for the bloody thing? Is there no space? Is there an issue
1: there, do you reckon? I think, look, it's, it's hard looking because I know we had, with Fermanagh being young, we had we had three or four. We had three or four mm. players on the team. Like, in, in fairness, we have a great relationship with with the under-20 managers and they were more or less content that they trained with us. And then once they gave, we were knocked out, they can go then, But they were more or less content that they were training with us, buying to be 100%. But if we had a bit Monaghan... Then you would probably come into the issue then that they would have been having to play anthem. Personally, I would have no opinion, no problem with them going out and playing it. But then the GA rule dictates that if they're in the yeah. senior squad, they they can't. It's hard because getting that, getting that, you will you would just need a separate window for the Sigersons and you need a separate window for yeah. all the twenties. It's 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 very hard, and there is no at the minute there is no space in the calendar. Look by right, if it pushes on into July, August September now, you're in you're in the club season and I actually I don't I don't know the question I don't know the answer to that there like Sigerson really nobody does you know January it would probably have to be in January for it to be for them to have full yeah. full access and that's the only thing and then if you really wanted to you would maybe have to push maybe the senior the seniors back to March and let the under 20s run off in a knockout in February but it's uh, to me I, uh,
0: the the last question, Ricey is the uh, I was always asked, and I used to always get a fit of laughing when I'd see it happening. To be honest, I shouldn't have been laughing really, but I was laughing in my own head. Was <coughs> would you ask somebody says would you ask Ricey what you see say to the Gucci he says because the gooch wouldn't sleep for three months after it.
1: You know what would he say to the gooch during matches? <laughs> I never I never really spoke too much to the gooch. He, he uh, I have to laugh. The goods give me a lot of abuse too. You know, I I made him roar in my face one time, and though he had failed, and he was technically correct. You know, he says you're not fit to mark me anymore. He was technically correct, and I, think I had to say to him, "I well," he says, "but they reckon you're not too big of a threat anymore, so I moved on to somebody else." And he came to the two of us, kind of looked at each other, but no, we would always, um, no, we'd, we'd we'd always have a bit of. Usually, any of the times maybe you were marking you know yourself. Um there's always a bit of slay and I can he could put the ball over the bar and he could wink or do something with you and then I can say, right, you can nail into him next and you, you might give him a comment back, you know. So to, to me probably I, I think probably it was maybe a wee bit overstated, but no, I was never I was never too harsh on the goods. Maybe people I'd say maybe Kerry folk maybe he could have a different view on it, you know, but I always thought I always thought I was I was reasonably fair, you know. Um it's it's just it's just funny that way, but maybe um you should probably have a different view and i love have a different view and that's their opinions of hey I'm sticking to it anyway, Tomas <laughs> and that's a, that's all I can say
0: <laughs> well, the, the Gucci was a great player but I think he'll he go down in my mind as the greatest Aussie Rules
1: tourist of all time I, oh yeah like he was, I do maybe he was outstanding I do mean he announced his retirement maybe on the on the team bus that <laughs> after this after the second test he said he announced it to the boss he, he and everyone quiet. I do mind that so I think he probably will go down as one of the greatest too I think he will well, I'll go well say tourist, but I'll say he'll go down as one of the greatest players you know. Of of the international career, <laughs> and it was it was funny when he announced it, you know. So, <laughs> I took a, as I said, the, the warm <laughs> the warm round of applause on the bus kind of signified that he will go down in history, you know. So,
0: Rui, thanks a million, boy, and sorry for taking up so much time. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on, on Coral Atmos in association with Airgrid and um, absolutely delighted. Whatever you choose to do in the future, we wish you all the very best and when we catch up again, we'll have another couple of laughs. Bye. Thanks again to our sponsor, Airgrid. Proud supporters of the Airgrid Under-20 All-Ireland Football Championship and leaders in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future. Don't forget to follow, subscribe and review. Got a